Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest Mark Leverage Magic podcast. I really appreciate you joining me. Now, as regular listeners will know, normally what I do is for each podcast is I put together a selection of relatively random and unrelated topics which I choose to talk about. And the idea behind this is hopefully to make the podcast unpredictable so you never quite know what you're going to get in any given month. But occasionally I like to buck that trend slightly and I'm going to do so this time because rather than having a number of unrelated topics, I'm going to have a theme for the whole podcast. Now, the theme I've decided to go with is all due to the fact that obviously, certainly in the UK, we are quite quickly now coming out of our lockdown and restrictions. And for us performers, this is a big, big moment. We've been waiting, some of us, for 14 or 15 months since the last time we performed. And the thought of being able to perform live again is exciting and also, in some ways, slightly worrying, I think, because you kind of get out of the rhythm of it all, don't you? So I thought it might be interesting if I was to put together a podcast in which I was reflecting on a number of different things that you might want to do with respect to starting to perform again after lockdown. And I've called it the six things to get ready after lockdown. Hopefully you'll find this interesting and it'll give you some things to, to uh, sort of consider and to think about. So the first thing I want to talk about is about props. Now, normally when you perform a lot, of course, you're very familiar with the apparatus that you're using. Even if you're a, a strolling close-up magician, where the props that you use are minimal. You still get very used to the feel of any gimmicks and the, 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 the way the props are actually working, whether they need any attention or not. But if you take all those props and effectively you mothball them or put them away in a cupboard somewhere for 15 months and then you get them out again, it might be a good idea to examine some of the more delicate apparatus just to see whether it's, it's still OK, whether it's fit for purpose. Now, the sort of thing that might need some attention, for instance, let's say you, you do some work with a folding coin. Now, the bands on, the, on a folding coin even when you're using them a lot, can gradu will gradually degrade and eventually they will snap. The trick is, of course, is to anticipate in advance. You kind of get to feel with a folding coin, don't you, that it's starting to get looser than it was when you first banded them up or when you first received them. And so you know, actually, I need to replace the bands. Well, rubber bands, even when you're not using them, of course, they, they do gradually degrade. And if you've ever had a pack of envelopes and you put a rubber band around them and you put them in a box and you don't touch them for a year, when you come back, chances are that band will have broken. You've not done anything to it. It's just literally snapped. So looking at things like folding coins and just checking to make sure that those bands are still tight and are still working properly is an example of the sort of thing that I'm talking about here. I mean, another example would be if you use any of these flip cards um, where the face changes. And, and again, it's it's all works on some form of elasticated um, apparatus, if you like, to flip the, the, um, the card from one side to the other so it changes its face or its back or whatever. Same thing applies here. Had they got slightly too loose so that having been in one position for all this time, now they won't flip over properly and they stop three quarters of the way leaving a gap 
Well, you certainly don't want to find out things like that mid-performance, do you? So it seems to me like it's a good idea to have a look at things like that and check that they're still okay. With bigger props, it could be that because you haven't been um, using them and you haven't been looking at them, that when you get them out and look at them fresh, you suddenly notice how, for instance, with children's props, if they're, if they're paint, they have paint on them or lacquer or something like that, the fact that they look a bit tatty and that actually there are chips in the paintwork they could do with a bit of repair. Well, maybe now would be a good time just before you start performing again to go through all your kids, wooden kids stuff and see whether there are any things that you need to touch up or to repair. Could be that traps, trap doors, for instance, are no longer springy or they won't open. They've got stuck. They've, the, the whole box is perhaps warped slightly. Again, you don't want to discover this when you're about to go out and do a show. You want to find out in advance. So I think having a fresh look at your apparatus is a good idea. It could be, of course, that you may need to buy some new props. That you, 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 some, let's say, card stuff. The cards, because they haven't been used, been sitting in a box somewhere, they may have got warped and bent and they no longer really look right or they don't handle properly, in which case you need to give yourself time to buy a new set. And then other things too, if you use an amplifier, uh, does it still work? Do the, have the electrics suffered over the, the 15 months since you last used it? Microphone. What about the batteries that go in, a, let's say, one of these um, microphones, the big ones, the chunky ones that have the, uh, the large square batteries inside? Is the, has the battery run itself down? Do, you, do any of the spare batteries, do you need to replace them? Looking at things like that and testing them out will save you starting a show and discovering after about 10 minutes that your microphone gives up on you. Silks. Do the silks look okay? If you've had them stored somewhere for a long time without being used, if you take them out, and if you certainly, if you've had them folded, which you should never do anyway, you should have them rolled around a tube or something like that, but if they were folded, do you need to give them a, a quick iron? Will the creases come out? Has a mouse got into your magic cupboard and nibbled holes in your favorite handkerchief or change bag? You know, all these things can happen. And, you, and as I say, none of these things do you want to discover just as you're about to packing up to go out and do your first show. So I think looking at your props generally and assessing them and seeing whether they need repairing, refurbishing, or just simply replacing can help you greatly to hit the ground running when you do your first show. The second element that I think it might be worth thinking about is your patter and presentation for various routines, especially longer effects. Again, when you're doing them on a regular basis, you pick up the prop and, you, and the patter kind of just flows, doesn't it? You, you come out with the lines in the right places. You, you, your patter timing is usually spot on when you do it a lot. And you just don't think about these things. It's almost second nature. After a long layoff like this, it's quite possible, and in fact, quite likely, with some of those effects, all of a sudden you will forget certain bits of it right you might be able to start off okay and you may get halfway through and suddenly think oh, there's a there's a line there's a gag i use it what on earth is it so i think rehearsing especially for longer routines rehearsing them and going through them bringing all that pattern presentation to the front of your mind is a very worthwhile thing now you might say well no i've been doing these tricks for years i i don't really need to start practicing again well okay but i can i know that um, in the days when i used to 
um, do dealer dems all the time on my dealer stands at conventions, I had a lot of tricks to remember. I, had, I, I used to pride myself in the fact that anybody could come up to the stand and point to any trick and say, what's that do, Mark? And I would be able to demonstrate it. Even tricks that I had been doing for many, many years, there were some tricks that it was very easy to get a, to go slightly blank over. And so what I used to do is certain tricks that were longer routines or that were two tricks that were perhaps slightly similar but had basic and yet important differences, I would just run through them. I would go actually do a rehearsal of them, even though I've been doing them for 20 years. I would run through it just the once. Often that was all it required. And by doing that, it, it brought everything fresh to my mind. So when I then went to, to when I was asked to dem it, it didn't feel like ages since the last time I'd done it. Well, I think in the situation that we've been in, where we've mothballed our tricks and presentations and they haven't been repeated at all, I think it's very important to actually do this, to get it to get it right right from the first show. Obviously, when you've once you start to perform again, you'll get back into the rhythm of it, and probably unless you're very inexperienced, um, if you've been doing this stuff for years, you'll very soon get back into the swing of it. But it could just be that just that initial few times that you do certain tricks for the first time again, you may feel rusty, and I know certainly there are certain tricks which in my working repertoire, which I can't believe I actually get the timing of some of the gags or the lines or the moments. I get them just slightly wrong. Nothing, nothing super humanly bad, but I notice it. Audience probably wouldn't. Well, they would certainly wouldn't notice it, but I do. And it, and it makes me feel slightly wrong as if I'm not doing it quite the way I should be. Well, a little bit of rehearsal and I say I may only need one run through is a really good way to bring that up fresh again so that when you do perform the tricks for the first time, you will be able to do them just as if you'd only left off last week. Now, apart from the props themselves and the presentation and patter lines that might all need a little scene too, so after a long gap, there are other things too outside the magic itself, which perhaps will need some of your attention. For instance, and this may sound a bit daft, but do your performance clothes still fit you? Now, I know that sounds a bit mad, but let's face it. Many of us have been sitting around and being a bit more idle and less active than we would normally be. And so over a year of that relative inactivity can mean that we, we put on a bit of weight, perhaps. So when you then go to put on the clothes that you would normally use, for your shows you might find that they simply are uncomfortable or they don't fit anymore you know that that shirt that had a 15 and a half collar or something you now really need a 16 in order to be comfortable things like that and it's worth getting dressed up in your suit or whatever it is you wear your performance clothes just to see whether they still feel comfortable for instance you might say well do you know i haven't had these dry clean they smell musky They've been sitting in a cupboard for 15 months. They've hardly come out. They're covered in dust. You know, perhaps I should have them dry clean. Well, once the dry cleaners come open, if that's, if that's what you need in order to clean them, then um, it's worth thinking about that in advance and getting them clean so they come up fresh. Checking, as I say, on the size of trousers, on the size of, of shirts to make sure that they all feel comfortable to you. So I think having a check over your clothing and making sure you've got enough of everything that you're happy with, this is a good time to do that. 
Another thing is electronic equipment such as sat-navs. I changed my car last year and um, prior to that the current car's got a, a sort of an inbuilt sat-nav but prior to that it didn't and so for many many years the sat-nav I had was a standalone tom-tom. Now when these aren't used for quite a while the battery basically runs down and you have to plug them in in order to make them work and I used to find that after quite a lengthy layoff that the sat-nav was a bit sluggish to begin with. It took a long while to load and sometimes it wouldn't come on at all. Now it was quite an old sat-nav so to be fair it, maybe I, it was due to, to be changed in any case. But a piece of equipment like that which you especially if you rely on it to get to your booking you certainly don't want that malfunctioning on you and if it hasn't been used for a long time I suggest that if you've hardly used it at all it might be worth just making sure that a it still works and b are the maps up sufficiently up to date you know over the last year or so a lot of roads will have changed maybe it's time to up upgrade the actual maps themselves while you're thinking about it maybe that's another thing you could do and the car itself it's vital isn't it for just about everybody that they have a car that will get them to the venue get them to the show on time now i don't know about you but my car has sat on the drive for week after week and has hardly been used i've only put petrol in the car about three times ever since the first lockdown last year because i've just not been anywhere i've hardly driven anywhere suddenly we're going to be perhaps busy again driving around all over the place needing to get to shows traveling long distance so has is has the car been serviced is the oil okay are the tires all right you know all the various things that again normally you would almost probably do just almost out of routine you check certain of these things to make sure everything's all right the car's perhaps not been so essential to you so you've kind of pushed it to the back of your mind haven't you really now suddenly it's back in focus again and it will be all too easy wouldn't it just to jump in and expect it all to work when it's hardly been anywhere. So I think either you checking it if you know anything about cars or just driving it around seeing how it feels or even putting it into the garage and getting them to, to have a look over it maybe give it a service if it hasn't had one for a while could be something that will save you from the embarrassment of breaking down on route somewhere or having some other sort of problem. So I think th these extra things outside the magic are also worth considering. The fourth area that I'm going to suggest that you might want to have a think about is all to do with your show publicity and advertising. Now it could be as the lockdowns came along that you cut back on your advertising. You thought, well, quite frankly, there's, there's not a lot of point in me spending money on regular advertising when nobody's able to book shows or certainly nobody's interested in booking them. There may be a few weddings for two years hence or whatever, but generally speaking, people just stopped making inquiries. So it seems like a waste of money, doesn't it, to advertise when nobody's looking. But this is going to all change and it could change quickly and quite radically as people decide, okay, now we're allowed to have a wedding, the special anniversary, the birthday party or whatever it was, and there'll be a certain amount of catch up, I think. I think people will be looking to do events that they should have had perhaps last year at some point or even early this year. They will look in towards the end of this year and into next year to be holding those events. I think weddings in particular, some weddings I know, I know of a relative of ours who's, had to, who's actually postponed the wedding three times in an attempt to make sure that they have it at a time when people can actually attend. 
So our publicity perhaps needs to reflect this renewed interest. The copy, what you actually say in any advert, could well try to play on the fact that, hey, it's all go again. Why don't you think about having that, that wedding, that party that you meant to have last year? You know, actually talk about the situation. Rather than having a generic advert, actually talk about the fact things are opening up again. I can help you to celebrate with this, that or the other. And I think if you think carefully about the sort of things that people might be wanting to do, you could target your, the, certainly the text, but even the positioning of your ads to be attractive to people who are suddenly looking for particular types of show. You could also have a think about whether you want to make any special offers or not. Um, I think one of the problems that there's going to be, problems from us, from our point of view, is that there might be quite a bit of work out there, but there'll also be a lot of people desperate to get that work. And it could be very, very important that you're offering something that is particularly attractive in competition with lots of other people. Now, I never recommend just lowering fees for the sake of it. Uh, I never think that's a good idea. But you might want to put some time-sensitive offers in, in which you, you offer to do either something a bit more. So if you're a close-up magician, you might say, I will give you two hours for the price of an hour and a half if you book before the end of July, or something like that. Because you know that there's going to be a lot of people looking, but you will be in competition with a lot of other people. So if you make an offer that appears anyway on the face of it to be good value to the customer, although for you it's not really, it's just a little bit more of your time. You're not getting less, you're getting the right fee that you would normally charge for an hour and a half, but you're just going to do a little bit more time for it. So that's a good trade-off, I think. So rather than reducing your income as such, it just gives you something to talk about and to help you to be attractive to potential bookers. So you might want to do that kind of little offer. You might also want to, to think about your fees generally. It could be that uh, you decide that your fees, your pre-COVID fees, were either not high enough or they were actually too high. And that in the present climate, you may need to have a, a realignment of where your, your fee levels are. Again, as I mentioned a moment ago, I'm never in, in favour of just bringing down fees for no reason. But on the other hand, if money is really, really tight and it's really important to you to get plenty of bookings, then aligning your fees at a slightly lower level, perhaps right across the board for the various things that you offer, might be something that you feel more comfortable in order to get a number of shows in through the door. Will you still offer, if you've been doing Zoom shows, will you still offer those? Another thing to think about, isn't it? I think there is and there will be still a certain market for Zoom shows. Time will tell whether it has long-term legs or not. Certainly in the short term, there may be people who are still reluctant, even though things seem to be improving. When you look in Europe, into Europe and you see how they are having new and worse waves of COVID infections coming through, the UK at the moment is in a very healthy state and is looking as if it's going to come out of it rather well. However, it could all go in the autumn back to where it was before. So there may be some people out there who would rather book a Zoom show and know that it will take place than commit to a live performance where there is still a certain amount of uncertainty as to whether it will be able to go ahead. 
So you might want to think about still making, if you've been offering Zoom, or even if you haven't, start offering it, um, but making that available so that people can still choose that if they if they wish to. So publicity, I think, is going to be key, and it could be the difference between you hitting the ground running and really kicking on or putting out a lot of publicity out there and actually not getting the returns, even though there seems to be a lot of work to be had. Now, for those performers who have a lot of experience and who've been working commercially for many years, the various technical aspects of what they do when they work will come flooding back, I suspect, just as, as soon as we get going again. Well, it's almost like motor memory. It just kicks in and you just know what to do. But for people who don't work so regularly, semi-pro magicians perhaps, or those who have less experience, it may well be that a lot of the things that they were beginning to understand about how to do, let's say, walkabout magic, the various ways that you control an audience and, and all the other aspects that are nothing to do with the actual performance of the tricks as such, but other aspects around how to do, go from table to table, that sort of thing, that all these more technical things, they may have forgotten some of them. So I think now will perhaps be, if you're one of those people, would be a good moment to revisit, if you have them, some advice books or advice DVDs or go online and do a refresher course on, on some of those aspects that you feel you might have perhaps forgotten about. Because I think it's, it is easy to get blasé to it all and, and to forget some of the important aspects of what we do. And even if the tricks themselves are up to scratch, then how you actually approach a table, how you keep the attention of the people around that table, how you break into a group of people who are all standing, how you know which table to do next, all these things which before lockdown, you probably thought, I know all that. After 15 months of not doing it, it may be that you've forgotten some of the aspects or that they're not fresh in your mind. So I think revisiting the information uh, is a good thing to do. And also not just to remind you of things that you were doing, but it also might make you reflect on things that you um, had stopped doing. Because, and I think this is a, is a good principle generally, actually, is to revisit some of the advice simply on the basis that there are things that you used to do and which you kind of gradually have stopped doing, but it would be beneficial to go back and do them again. And I think this, this having a period where you have a quick um, rethink about the various ways that you work and read up and, and look at advice about how other people go about it could stimulate you again and think, well, actually, yeah, I really ought to be doing this, this, and this again. I, I'd stop doing that. Oh, I'd forgotten that. That's a good idea. So it's a good excuse, isn't it, to, to do that sort of thing. And, and I think if it does give you some fresh ideas and gives you a fresh impetus, it could actually improve your performance too. Because I think when you're doing a lot of shows and you go from show to show, it, it's easy to get lazy. It's easy to get blasé to it. It's easy to get a bit slap happy, a bit casual about some of the things that actually are very important to the general success of your show. And going back and revisiting the advice might help to make you think, ah, no, actually, yeah, I do need to, to get back to doing X, Y, and Z. So this is a wonderful opportunity as things stand at the moment for us all to do that. 
And even if you only pick up one or two small things that you'd forgotten about, I'm sure it will be worthwhile. And the final thing that I'm going to suggest that we could all think about is to reflect on whether we want to change anything that we were doing before lockdown. Again, as I've just mentioned, when you perform things on a regular basis, sometimes you don't stop, stand back and look at what you're doing with a critical eye. And it could be that the act that, you're, that you've been doing successfully for, for many years, after a, a break and a natural pause that, this is, that, lockdowns have, that the lockdowns have created, can cause you to look at the act with fresh eyes and think, do you know what, this needs revamping. Or maybe I'm going to change my act completely. You know, I've been doing a general cabaret act, perhaps I want to go down the mentalism route. Or whatever it might be. It could be quite a sea change, in fact. Now, normally that sea change, you, if you have a lot of shows one after the other, there almost isn't the time and you may not have the energy to, put, to bring about a big change. But having had this gap and then looking at it all afresh, you might look at the, the playlist of tricks that you normally use and think, you know, I'm actually quite bored with these. Why don't I freshen them up? And this could lead you to start looking at new routines, looking things up in books, buying new items from the dealers, having a whole new fresh uh, selection of magic for you to choose from could reinvigorate you as a magician and give you something more exciting to go back to rather than just going back to the same old stuff. And of course, people keep talking about going back to normal. Well, is normal going to be the same? Or will the public have changed what they want to see? Is there going to be a new normal? Nobody knows what the new normal is going to be yet because we're not quite there yet. But you might want to reflect on, is there anything that I've been doing in the past which now no longer seems relevant following this pandemic? So think about your patter and some of your patter themes, maybe even some of the tricks that you're doing which no longer seem appropriate or desirable or even that good and think about changing them. You can also do other things too. You might want to have a complete change in your style of performance, your, your, uh, your performing character. After a break, again, it, it's a good time to, to reflect on whether you still like the way you are when you perform. What you wear, your, the clothing, your, your performance clothing, well, we've already said about making sure it fits, but how about changing it completely and having a complete rethink about what you wear? Again, a natural break means it seems like a good time to do that. And it could well be that you, you in, in a process of changing the act, you change various other things too. So you do change your clothing. So you, you perhaps go to a, a unified colour scheme, which is reflected both in what you wear and the props that you use. And you can use all of this, I think, as quite an exciting sort of change that will make you feel different and you feel enthusiastic again. I mean, presumably we're all pretty keen to get out there and work, but there could be a certain feeling of to go back and do exactly what we did before it may feel a bit a bit dull, to be honest. It's almost like after this break, you, you want to go, da-da, here's the new me, here's my new act. What do you think of this? And even if you only feel like that inside because you've changed your selection of tricks, it could be a high motivating factor and make your performances more dynamic because you've decided to do something that is a bit 
new. So I think thinking about ways in which the society and the, your audiences might have changed and then trying to reflect that in a change of your own material could be very helpful too. So there you are, there's a, there's a whole selection of things there, um, six of them all together, all of which in themselves, some of those might be quite major things for you to do and others might just need a very small tinkering or maybe some of them you think, nah, don't need to do that. But I think the, the whole process of looking at all these aspects is, is quite a healthy thing to do. And it's something that will refresh us all so that when we go back to performing, we, we do feel like after a break that we are starting afresh. I think the lay people are going to be keen to see magic again. They've, they've had this diet of stuff through the either television or computer screen, and there's going to be uh, perversely a sort of a, an excitement and a novelty even about live performance. And as, and as magicians, we can really capitalize on that because we have something that is just already fascinating for people and they'll be so pleased to get back and be involved, I suspect, and to be able to see live magic again, that there could be a lot of work out there, certainly in the, sh in the relative short term over the next 12 months, provided that the pandemic is now under control and that the, the new normal is going to allow us to perform. Well, thank you for listening to the latest podcast. I hope you enjoyed that themed version. Next month, I should go back to the, the more eclectic uh, collection of various uh, topics. In the meantime, have a good month and I'll see you in June.